0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. I'm joined today by Chienda She, co-founder and CEO of Alex Automated Liquidity Exchange. Chienda, welcome to Real Vision.
0: Thank you for having me, Ash.
1: Chienda, you have an impressive academic uh, and TradFi background. Let's start out talking a little bit uh, about what you did before you spun up, Alex. First, tell us about your academic background.
0: Sure. Uh, Ash, I was born in Taiwan and I grew up in Vienna, Austria. So, German is my first foreign language, but that's also where I received my PhD and I became a tenure track professor. My research was in volatility forecasting mainly. And um, so, that was my academic background. And then I joined Wall Street more than two decades ago as a quant.
1: So, tell us a little bit about what you did on Wall Street uh, prior to getting into crypto.
0: I was managing director at Credit Suisse and afterwards at Morgan Stanley as head of quantitative strategies. So what we did, you know, with, uh, you know, hundreds of brilliant PhDs in my team, what we did is we came up with a purely rule based systematic investment strategies across different asset classes. And then the bank will wrap up those uh, strategies into, um, total return swaps or options for hedge fund or a pension fund to subscribe. And the reason why um, hedge fund or hedge fund like to subscribe those strategies is because, number one, they are very, very liquid compared with investing in hedge fund. And number two, they are very transparent. So as opposed to you know investing in the black box, this is a completely, we call it a white box.
1: So how did you discover crypto from this traditional financial background?
0: Yeah, I started really getting interested in crypto because... Um, I don't know if you remember the 2007, 2008 uh, global financial crisis. I was sitting on the second floor of a fixed income trading. That was really the front row of the global financial crisis. Yes. You, you see, you hear, you you read on your screen that one bank after the other just about to fail. And, you know, sitting there, I just suddenly realized, look, there's some inefficiency in this uh, traditional financial system. Um, and the main inefficiency came from, I would say, two areas. One is the uh, intransparency, and number two is that the risks are not properly modeled. So you have all this uh, interdependence of the risk across the whole financial system. Um, so because of that, I think you know the regulators started to over-regulate uh, banking or financial industry I don't know if you remember after the 2008, you know, most uh, I would say people get hired by the banks are lawyers, middle and back offices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it really became a very, quite an inefficient um, financial model, I would say, and also you have some institutional inertia. So that was when I started getting interested in I would say blockchain technology, but really it took me a while to um, you know. Have the have the courage to step out of traditional finance and to start building something on the blockchain. And I want to shout out to my co-founder, uh, Rachel Wu, who is a well accomplished um, mathematician herself. So we started talking about you know what we could do. Um, you know, then we decided that you know rather be a uh, passive uh, spectators. We can build because we are both quants. We know how to write smart contract. We have been writing smart contract all our lives, just in the private chain, not in the public blockchain. So we want to build and we want to contribute to make you know at the end of the defi decentralized finance becoming a you know a viable solution compared to traditional finance. So that's how we started Alex uh, about a year ago. And really, I know you know people talk about vision, but when Rachel and myself, when we think about what we want to accomplish with Alex is we really want to create a financial hub that become a, you know again a viable solution for the future. We want to build that permissionless decentralized financial solutions and we want to achieve the financial inclusion. That's how Alex was born a year ago.
1: So you said something that's very interesting, which is that you've been writing smart contracts your whole life. I think most people think of smart contracts as a blockchain exclusive phenomenon. Tell us a little bit about what you did uh, in the traditional private permissioned world uh, with smart contracts and how that integrated with your view of markets.
0: Sure. So if you think about what quants what do in the, you know, in the financial institution, either is a hedge fund or a bank. Um, the hedge funds part, most likely you will come up with strategies, right? You try to enhance your yield. Um, yield enhancing in DeFi is nothing but, for example, you go and you, exp- uh, you um, use your capital to come up with something. For example, uh, you come to Alex, you can participate in the in as as a liquidity provider, and if you participate in the in the young protocols, such as Alex, usually those DeFi will give you a very, very interesting yield because they want you to come to be part of their uh, uh, ecosystem. So we call this yield enhancing, or just very simply, for example, in in, on the, in the bank side, um, what does Kwan do? The, 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 the most basic is to create a zero coupon curve, right? Z, uh, discount factor, uh, zero coupon yield. From there, you can create a suite of fixed income products such as fixed rate, land, and borrow. That's really, I would say, a finance 101 about the quant. So, what we do in Alex is a use of exactly the same techniques. We will extract the zero coupon curve and we can uh, provide the users a different kind of um, um, a financial needs. So we will provide them fixed rate land borrow, for example. So as, if you have Bitcoin, you can come, you can say, okay, I want to deposit my Bitcoin for six months and with this fixed rate. From there, you really take away the uncertainty of the variable rate. So all these are really, I would say, the mirror image of traditional finance, what quants do there. And instead of writing in, the, in a private blockchain, you write in a public blockchain such as Bitcoin, so Alex is settled on Bitcoin. The smart country is via a layer one called Stacks, but that's exactly what we do.
1: So much to talk about there. First, for folks who don't have backgrounds in fixed income, let's talk a little bit about zero coupon bonds. Why it's relevant here, and how you think of the metaphor uh, in terms of, of modeling the cash flow.
0: You know, at the end of the day, when we come to either um, traditional financial market or defi, it's really about two things that we want to transfer in order to, to optimize our personal need. One is a time preference, the other one is risk preference. That's always what, how I think about finance, right? So, for example, you know, I want to save for my retirement so I can save. But my kids, who one of my kids going to college, right, he needs financial needs, and he needs to borrow. So we, too, can have certain kind of time transfer in terms of our savings. So... Uh, for example, I can come to Ali and say, okay, I want to deposit my Bitcoin for one year, right? Get certain fixed rate. And that's take away the variability of the variable rate. Uh, whereas my son can come to Ali and say, I want to borrow Bitcoin for a year. And he has to pay, again, the fixed rate. But how do we determine this one year, what kind of rate it is? Well, in um, DeFi, that's much more interesting is that you almost like, you are your own central bank because we are peer-to-peer, right? So it's really about supply and demand. So you will look at the supply and demand and you will extract this zero coupon uh, bond, let's put it this way. Uh, the second is about the risk transfer. For example, I am a risk lover and Ash, you uh, want to hedge your risk. We can meet in DeFi platform like Alice, and I can say, I want to buy risk. What it means is that I'm willing to pay in order to uh, buy the leverage so I can do three times upside of Bitcoin, that kind of investment, whereas you would say, I have Bitcoin, but I want to minimize my downside risk. So I'm willing to pay a little bit. In order for me not to get stopped out, you know, if Bitcoin, you know, go down to a certain level, et cetera, et cetera. So that's all what financial market does for us. Um, again, as a mirror image, DeFi, like Alex will very soon offer all these, uh, a suite of products for the users to use again to optimize their own personal need in terms of risk transfer and time preference.
1: Yeah, I think many people already know this uh, from familiarity with the DeFi space. But walk us through each one of those cases, uh, being a borrower and a lender, just to give some context about why that might uh, be valuable for each of those scenarios.
0: Right. So again, you know, if we can use a, you know, a young person as an example needs to borrow for his or her financial need, they can come to DeFi and they can borrow. However, uh, and on the other hand, if I don't have that cu- currently, I have that uh, capital, I don't need it for now, right? I can lend it, right? Now, again, lender and borrower have to be matched because DeFi is peer-to-peer, right? And everything has its cost. There's no free lunch. But what's good about DeFi is that if we think about traditional finance, let's say my son goes to Citibank, right? he needs to have his uh, rating being properly checked. He needs to have a, you know, um, almost perfect kind of a credit rating or record for him in order to borrow from a bank. Well, here in DeFi, really, if you can put out collateral, then you can borrow. So let's say my son has a BTC, but he want to, he doesn't want to sell his BTC, but he want to borrow something in order, for example, to pay his student uh, tuition. So he can do that, but he need to put a BTC as a collateral. So the smart contract would check first if there's a sufficient collateral in his wallet first. And same as me, if I want to lend in order to uh, in order to uh, capture some of the returns, the smart contract will make sure that I have Bitcoin there in order to lend. So that's what nice about um, smart contract or DeFi, is really that you don't need human being or institutions in the middle, be the middleman to check right. things through and through. Everything is transparent. And that's why it's, you know it will become, obviously, much cheaper, much faster, much more capital efficient.
1: Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.